Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the rap music plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. In episode 104, we're going to be discussing another recent Marquis Griselda release covering Benny's long-anticipated Tanatalk 4 who up until this point of this album's release, I felt was in an eerily similar place that his boy Conway found himself in for the couple years prior to the pandemic. Other than Burden of Proof, which I do personally really like, all of his features and projects in that time period since the pandemic has felt quite directionless or uninspired or just not really clear in its intention as if Benny wasn't really sure what he wanted to do. I felt that Benny was seeing the true rap star success really finally like a true possibility for himself and certainly does seem like he's vying for that commercial success, like the type of rapper that actually is on TV. However, he also was trying to walk this tightrope while maintaining a certain level of street edge that he initially developed his fan base off of. And in my opinion, I don't think he's walked this tightrope very successfully. With Burden of Proof being the clear exception, although even on that album, he, he kind of veers significantly more into the direction that is removed from the streets, more in the line of like a Jay-Z, early 2000s Rockefeller, both in sound, but in the way he tackled those topics from a bird's eye view and from a person who lived that life in the past and is now talking about it not someone who's actually still in it like he clearly was talking a lot in that sense on Tana Talk 3 plugs 1 etc and so other than burden of proof plugs i met 2 pyrex picasso trust the sopranos that collab with russ they all failed to impress me his street edge was dulled, and his commercial ventures were yielding very mixed results. So that brings us to 2022 and the announcement of the primarily Derringer and Alchemist-produced Tanatalk 4, the sequel to his most acclaimed project, Tanatalk 3. This was a signal to many that Benny would be returning to his bread and butter with an album that was more in line to what he was revered for, the grimy street shit. And for the most part, that was the case, but with some noticeable differences. Lyrically, the overarching subject matter of Tanatalk 4 is certainly consistent with what Benny has been spitting on his most acclaimed projects in Tanatalk 3 and Plugs I Met 1. However, the framing and the concluding substance of what he's saying is noticeably different than those records, because unlike those records where Benny was painting street narratives, piecing together a portrait of a cold-blooded gangster who was meticulous in his street dealings and ruthlessly driven to make it out of his situation, 
this time around on Tanatalk 4, I feel Benny goes a layer deeper. While the high-level topics are similar, there is now more detail given related to his thought process during this time of his life, reflections on why he did and didn't do certain things, and what he learned from those experiences. As I lauded him for on Burden of Proof, I think Benny brought a lot of wisdom to the table for that album. What makes Tanatalk 4 different though, is that it does so while also bringing us along through some gutter street narratives. Framing his thoughts through this lens set the table for these messages to strike a more emotional chord for me. Because the consequences of his actions, depicted in these narratives, both positive or negative, were laid out right in concert with the lessons he reflected on in this album, making the impact that much more powerful for me. A high point that illustrates this point to a T is Ten More Commandments, a compelling sequel to the Biggie classic Ten Crack Commandments. His tenacity and conviction and detail-rich verses allowed him to really pull this off great in my opinion. Specifically that final commandment of this song that really moved me. This was a world-class moment of rapping, flipping the entire song on its head, where he shifts the tone of the song entirely with a stern ask out to those in the game to get out while they can. The song goes from ruthlessly academic and playful about different rules that you should follow while selling crack to a grim dose of reality that there's an inevitable expiration date to this street life. Similarly to Burden of Proof, another way Benny elevates his game here on Tanatalk 4 is with some very poignant quotables and one-liner punchlines that really hit hard. I don't trust a fiend unless his fingertips burnt on the final track was one I really loved. I wasn't really good at shit so selling poison suited me on Billy Joe, which says so much with just that one line as Benny details the precarious situation many like him growing up are finding themselves in without access to necessary resources, proper education that can enable someone to pursue a more straight-edged, decent life and actually survive instead of having to resort to these kinds of dealings. And as well, it acknowledges what he is doing by selling drugs in his community, which is selling literal poison. It's chilling and shows that Benny isn't some robot who has no grasp over the real effects selling to your auntie and stepdad would be, as he details in the course of this very track. On Bust a Brick, Nick, Benny hilariously raps before we talk paper. Let's make a simple assessment. My little crypto investment was probably triple your necklace. The confident delivery and how he kind of floats around that bar and just adds a bit of extra sauce to it really makes it special. It's these little details as an MC and writer that I feel Benny has really improved upon on Tanatalk 4. This return to form lyrically also yielded some of the strongest improvements in Benny's songwriting so far as well. Focusing on that standout track, Billy Joe, once again, there is a neat connective tissue in the pre-chorus of this track, which is something I don't feel like I've noticed really in a Benny song before, an actual distinct pre-chorus, but there is one on this song, and 
This is where he raps, they're comfortable on your phones, talking work on your line, dangerous. I won't sell another brick again till I learn sign language. Showcasing the paranoia and the high stakes nature of the activity he is engaged in very well, while also being a really nice, sharp piece of writing that ends these verses off really well. While not being some big, flashy hook, something that I think he was trying to vie for a bit more, or at least evoke that same kind of feeling on recent projects, this has the similar ear-grabbing effect that catchy courses can have too. It's just really impressive stuff. So with Derringer and the Alchemist at the helm on the boards on Tanatalk 4, mainly handling the production, Benny certainly feels a lot more comfortable throughout this album. There are some moments of instrumental greatness, like Throwy's Revenge, produced by The Alchemist, which reminds me a hell of a lot of that 5 to 50 beat that he gave Benny on Plugs 1, which I absolutely loved. And it really showcases how Alk's beats with those mechanical hi-hats aren't very common, but when he does use this style, it absolutely fucking hits. The bounce on the drums and how it plays off the very nimble horns is so damn lively. But for the most part on Tanatalk 4, I have to acknowledge that there wasn't really a ton of moments that wowed me musically. What I will say that this album can hang its hat on musically is that the beats are very fundamentally solid. The beat Butch's presence is certainly heard on this album, as he has been notorious for being a sort of cleaning agent that has been applied to the typically rough Griselda sound over these past few years as Griselda has really risen in their prominence. And I, like many, have not really been a huge fan of his influence. However, on Tanatalk 4, I think this cleaner sound is actually a plus. This is the best version of a Griselda artist's slightly more clean but still gritty boom bap attempt yet. The clean warmth in the mixing fits the drums that Alchemist, Derringer, and Beat Butcher picked very well, making it so the cleanliness actually accentuates the beats and makes some of the finer details shine just a bit more. A perfect example of this is in Johnny P's Caddy, where while I'm not head over heels for the beat necessarily, the way the drums and vocal samples hit, it's just very easy on the ears and enjoyable. It's just very, again, fundamentally well made. Another example is the strong Derringer beat on Uncle Bun with this super dope snare that hits so perfectly in the mix. And speaking of Uncle Bun, I have to give a shout out to some of these features on this album because 38 Special really shines on his track, showing once again that he has really great chemistry with Benny. And then J. Cole, wow. He absolutely obliterated his verse on Johnny P's Caddy with a very relevant verse from a subject matter perspective without sounding like he was conforming to some hyper-violent street shit that we know he's not actually about. And I think that's really one of his best guest verses, period. So overall, I think Benny did achieve what he set out to do with Tanatalk 4 quite well. What I think is going to be interesting though is moving forward where does Benny go from here 
because although I am generally pretty positive on how he executed his vision for this album, I'm not 100% sure what the most optimal style of a Benny album is moving forward in the future because I prefer personally this wiser version of Benny that we have seen on projects like Burden of Proof and now Tana Talk 4. And I know that's not necessarily the most popular opinion. I know some people really prefer the ruthless aggression or grittiness of a Tana Talk 3. Yet I do feel there is a certain raw ferociousness and rabid dog energy in that record that I just mentioned, Tana Talk 3, that is certainly not as pronounced as it has been in the past in his basically post Plugs I Met 1 catalog. And it's something I do feel like I wanted more of on Tana Talk 4 because I do like that kind of Benny too. And I just don't know how exactly he'll be able to weave more of that gritty energy into future albums that also feature this reflective street knowledge that he's accumulated. Maybe he does it through a particular kind of album concept that he could commit to that gives him opportunities to zero in on both styles. But for now, although Tanatalk 4 is a strong return to form, it doesn't necessarily pave a clear way forward for Benny past this album. So Tanatalk 4 really, I think, had the reaffirming power of From a King to a God did for Conway since it similarly re-energized Benny's artistry. Yet I find it a bit funny saying that though, since it's been literally less than three calendar years since this quote-unquote negative swoon that I'm citing in Benny's career. But just because these Griselda guys are so prolific, it feels like he endured a much longer slump than it really actually was in normal time. Because Griselda, man, they, they age in dog years. Three years of a Griselda artist is like 10 years for, for another artist. So much so that I feel like when people look back at their careers, it's going to be kind of odd talking about like different eras of Westside Gun or different eras of Benny or Conway. You're going to be having to sound like a finance exec when you're saying like, oh, 2018, 2019 was peak Benny, man. But then, you know, Q2 2020 Benny to Q4 2021 Benny, that was just a bit too commercial for me. But Q1 2022 Benny, I'm definitely a fan of that. I can say that because Tanatalk 4 is a very good album that displays growth in Benny's lyricism. That's really nice to see and has me very intrigued to know where he'll go next from here. So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will 
not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Mitch, Dash Lewis, Pancake Cleaner, Trey, Noah, Justin, Brandon, Joe, Gavin, Matt, Teddy Faley, Jackson, Fatman Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.